0: Welcome back to the In Laws Podcast. I'm Brienne, And I'm Sophia. We're two law students who created this podcast to talk about law school, law talk, and everything in between. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the in-laws pod and our law school pages at Soap in Law and at Brienne in Law. For this week's episode, we thought we'd just
1: chit-chat and talk about our final seasons. We haven't met in like three weeks to record um, because we pre-recorded some episodes. So this is like our first week back catch up
0: session it really is we haven't we haven't talked in a while and we haven't even texted in a while because the final season has been that hectic yeah it's been bad it's been bad
1: I'm either like texting everybody back like 87 things or I'm MIA for like six hours straight
0: yeah that's basically me I had my I ran into one of my mentees and she was like Like you always seem so busy and you're always doing things, but you, you text me back so quickly, like all of the time. And I was like, yeah, I just prioritize you over me. (laughs) (laughs) If I I always help you, (laughs) if I prioritize you over me, I will be there. Otherwise you're going to be waiting four days for a text back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, literally. I I know somebody from school who her mentee literally like tore something in her knee and like she had to take her to the ER and I was like I'm glad my mentee like sort of has her shit together because
0: four hours in the ER bro ooh mm. that's rough mm-hmm. yeah my mentee's out of luck because I can't drive so they're they're gonna need <laughs> calling someone else. <laughs> You guys will be on the bus together. <laughs> Come on, Chapel Hill Transit. Uh, how's, how's life? How was your Thanksgiving? Um, it was really good. It was very
1: busy because my foreign exchange student from high school was here visiting. And she was here for like 10 days, I think. So it was a lot of like trying to balance, like doing fun stuff and like catching up with my family while also doing school so yeah. that was like a slight struggle and i got like really stressed when i was at my parents house because i was like i feel like i'm not getting enough done i had a paper due on monday like it was i was stressed <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like holidays well it's really just thanksgiving it's really thanksgiving that you have to balance while well in law school and it's the worst because you It's Thanksgiving break, and then you have, like, one or two more days of classes, and then you're right into finals. So, like, for me, I could never fully relax. And I'm sure, like, other people who maybe have less anxiety than I do are able to, like, fully enjoy Thanksgiving. But it gets to, like, 8 p.m. on Thanksgiving, and I'm like, ugh. Maybe I should like be decompressing. Maybe I should be taking a shower so I can like get up early tomorrow morning and start studying. Like, I just can't fully, I can't turn it off.
1: We had some other family in town and everybody was like, oh, let's watch a movie. I think it was like on Thanksgiving day, honestly. And our living room is small. It's literally a little box and it has two little couches and i was like there's not enough room for everybody and i literally i like sat in the corner with like a footstool in front of me and my ipad my headphones on like reading while everybody was watching the movie
0: yeah i definitely on wednesday night i was doing uh like practice quizzes while my partner and his cousin's husband uh watched football i was like scribbling on my little ipad taking taking notes
1: getting of
0: questions wrong <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, but like yeah i either way it's nice to have a break and like talk to people who are not law students mm-hmm. yes that is for
1: sure don't want to be talking about freaking business law all the time
0: nope but then people are asking you about law school anyways and it kind of sucks
1: yeah they're like oh well I thought you wanted to do this and now you want to do this and I'm like yes I know things change (laughs) they change drastically sometimes uh speaking
0: of what you want to do uh
1: what are your life updates my life updates include I was like networking a bunch mm-hmm. at like the beginning of the semester and randomly got an interview with one of the firms that one of the people that I was networking with um, just like randomly offered essentially and was like I'm gonna see if there's some response and I was like okay I just wanted to talk but like okay mm-hmm. and I did an interview and it went super well and I thought the interviewers were cool everybody there that I talked to was super nice I didn't end up getting, like, it was for a summer position. I didn't end up getting it, but, like, the whole experience was super positive, and I really liked them, and I even really liked them, like, after the fact, like, how they told me and stuff. Like, I got an email, somebody, like, called me to follow up, and one of their suggestions was, because it was, like, a tax tax summer position, they were, like, one of the interviewers thought it was like a bonus that you don't have an accounting or like business background. And the other one was kind of leaning towards picking somebody that does. And so they're just saying like, that might be something to consider for the future. If you like one want to work for this company or somebody else um, in like the tax field. So I was like, Oh, maybe I'll take some accounting classes. Maybe I'll really go full, full business girly, but it was just like a really good experience. And I'm like, how do I get accounting classes?
0: Yeah. what so. did you? Uh, that's confusing to me. Do they, are you able to take like undergrad classes? Like what are they expecting? Yeah. That's what, can you take yeah, undergrad classes for credit?
1: Mm-hmm. Technically at my law school, we can take up to nine credits of undergrad or like outside classes. So I could, I could take like an accounting 101 class or something, and it could still count towards my law degree as long as I have 90 credits when I
0: graduate. I feel like that's a life hack. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot easier to get an A in an undergrad class than than a law school class.
1: Mm -hmm. I think that's why they only limit it to nine, because then like once you get out of 1L, you only have like three chances basically to take um, undergrad
0: classes. Yeah, I don't think we're able to take undergrad classes. It's not something I've ever looked into. I do know that we can take classes at any law school that is a part of the UNC system, um, which is like basically every public university in North Carolina. And we also have reciprocity with Duke. So Duke students take UNC classes and UNC students take Duke classes. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I personally never have. There's also a weird um, dual degree. And I want to say it's in like public policy, um, where you take all the law classes at UNC, but the public policy classes at Duke.
1: See, I feel like this isn't just another reason why U.S. News is bunk as fuck. (laughs) Because if you
0: can branch across the law schools, come on. Right. I mean, like, obviously you can't do everything. Like they're going to have separate Mm -hmm. clinics. They're going to have separate journals, but I can literally just go take any class at Duke Law that I, that I want to. That's crazy. Yep. So what's new with you? What's new with me? Nothing. Just, uh, huh. This past week, I've had more anxiety than I've had since I was 16. Uh, Literally no idea why. But yeah, like random anxiety about work again, like starting work, which is really odd. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's because I'm wrapping, I wrapped up my public defense externship and like, I don't know. My public defense externship wasn't really what I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, like, I was hoping to get a lot of training and the way this County operates, you just, you get no training because criminal district court operates in very different ways in different counties. And this County is just kind of like a mess. So it's not like, it's not like my supervising attorney could be like, I really want you to do a bond hearing. So we're going to do a bond hearing at three forty-five. Like that's when it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like you show up that day and nothing is scheduled and you just have to do everything when you have time to, what I'm similar. <laughs> yeah. So all of your clients get either AM or PM and they show up at 9 AM and you show up at 9 AM and you do everything until court breaks for the morning. And then you go back at 2 PM and handle all of your afternoon clients. <laughs> I know. So I think I was just freaking out because of that. That's um, unfortunate. Anyways, not much has changed with me. My firm invited me to their holiday party up in New Ooh. York, um, but I'm not going to go <laughs> because oh. it's <laughs> still during my finals period, unfortunately. And I know like the other first years are probably going to go because they go to school in New York, but it would require me like, flying up to New York and that's a whole mess that's but a, track. a nice little gesture no real updates I took my only final today so that's fun Ooh. Mm.
1: oh another update I have an externship for next semester I got my assignment and I'm at um like a free slash subsidized cost um like government-funded kind of firm situation, it's like a nonprofit. So I'll be clerking at a nonprofit legal assistance place,
0: like a legal aid organization. Or mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I think that's one of the most popular places to extern. Um, but like, you keep saying you got your placement. Did the schools arrange these for you? Well, they give us like a
1: giant list of options. And then we have to go through and pick six and rank them. And then we have like one professor who's basically in charge of the matching. So then he goes through everybody's applications and matches you with like, hopefully your top choice. If not, then like one other one that you ranked highly. So I think I got my third choice, I want to say, because the first one I picked was a tax one, but they only pick one person a semester for that one. And then the second one I chose was like a corporate one. And I think they only pick a couple people for that. So then it was my third choice. So I got my third choice of externship.
0: Interesting. So we um, we apply to be in the externship program. And if we're selected in the externship program, there's a list of employers, but we have to apply to them ourselves. And they select hmm. us. Interesting.
1: Is it like a special category of credit? Because ours is like, I can't remember what it's called, but we have like a name for it and we have six credits required to fulfill it. So, like, each externship is two credits. And then you can also fulfill it with workshops. So, some people just do straight workshops and never extern.
0: Yeah, we have um, experiential credits. Okay. And those are satisfied by trial advocacy, um, like negotiations courses, some other upper level weird courses, um, and then clinics and externships. And I believe we only need four of those to graduate. Um, Externships can be three credits or they can be six credits. If you do three credits, you have to do, I believe 145 hours over the semester and six credits is double that.
1: I think ours,
0: I think it usually averages to
1: like 10 hours a week. So it's probably about the same. It's probably like 100 something, 140, something like that.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: It's like so similar, but so different at the same time.
0: The way that law school is run fascinates me. I don't know if you saw um, Ava's close friends story. I think it was close friends. Yeah, yeah. It was like how Ava did like polls about how law schools are run. And it was basically just like, how many doctrinal classes do you take a semester? How many credits are they worth? Like how many credits do you need to graduate? And it was Mm -hmm. wild to see how different some of those schools were. Yeah. Yeah, it
1: seems like the way Yale runs is like very clinic based which I think makes a lot of sense if you're actually doing work in those clinics, which hopefully you are. But I was like, dang, I wish I, wish I was spending less time outside of, or more time outside of the classroom and doing things.
0: Yeah, I also, um, I was talking to her and their clinics are graded, like graded on their grading scale, but like they're not pass-fail and our clinics are strictly pass-fail.
1: Yeah, ours are too,
0: um, But we do, we have a class you take attached to the clinic and that is graded.
1: Yeah, ours ours isn't graded, but it's only like, I want to say it's like 50 minutes, like every few weeks or something like that. And we have to write like reflections to like get our credit.
0: We have to take a full semester three credit course um, called a criminal lawyering process. And that is like you submit written assignments every single week. And sometimes they're like reflections and journals. And other times it's like write a motion to dismiss. <laughs> um, so it gets, yeah, it gets a little, a little spicy. Um, and those are graded. And then your actual clinic is not graded.
1: Interesting. Well, we kind of talked about final season. Ish, it's like a long ass period, but what is it looking like for you? What's on the docket? You took your only
0: exam. What else is going on? Um, so I took my only exam today. It was pass fail, three and a half hours long. Um, and it's I think it's so interesting because you hear pass fail and you're like, that's so easy. And then you remember that means getting 60% on a law school final, which is like not necessarily that easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But actually this class, um, I think 40% of the grade is participation. So as long as you got your full participation, you only needed like a 35% to pass. So we're chill. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, we're chill. Um, On... Monday I have to turn in my um my writing class paper I was telling you about this research um Mm -hmm. about basketball so I have to finish up (laughs) (laughs) now that this is not a visual podcast (laughs) that was (laughs) some great acting um yeah so I, I finished that up um I'm like trying to do some interviews over the weekend, but honestly, just finishing that paper, editing it, I already have the full draft that has been turned in and I've gotten comments on it. So not a whole lot to do there. And then um, for my clinic class, all of those assignments we turned in, like the, the weekly assignments, um, you can revise them by December 12th. So I'll have to do that as well. And then I'm done. Wow. That's good. That's so nice. It's like chiller-ish now. (laughs) It is. And it's so like, it's funny because it is Like, it's, it's definitely not as, like, constant high stress as having a final every two or three days. Um, but I feel like because it's so different, it's giving me anxiety that I'm not doing something all of the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like we train ourselves to have just, like, a very stressful and, like, shitty final season because that's what you expect.
0: And I think, like, I don't know, there is something about final season to me that I like because it's the only time in your semester where you are strictly focusing on school. And like, that can actually be a very well needed break from the rest of law school. I agree, I actually agree.
1: I I feel like it's really hard to focus on like reading for everything all the time on top of like writing everything all the time trying to keep up all the time whereas now it's like you've done everything and that's what you have and you just have to figure it out enough to take the exam and that's yeah. it that's your one job
0: to put the puzzle pieces together that's all you got to do I actually kind of like it that way not oh I
1: just wish I had a longer gap in between classes ending and exams starting like if I had a reading week or, like, even three days. I just feel like one day it's not enough. If I had, like, three days, I'd, yeah. be,
0: I'd be great. I'd be living. No, I think we talked about this at the end of last semester when people on TikTok were saying that they had reading weeks. Mm-hmm. If I had a reading week, I'd have nothing to complain about. Literally. I would be cruising. Cruising. Ours is literally... Um, <laughs> So Thanksgiving on Thursday, you have all Friday, Saturday and Sunday weekend. Classes on Monday and Tuesday. Wednesday is the reading day. Final exams start on Thursday.
1: Yeah, damn. Yeah. Ours, we go until Thursday and then today is our reading day and then exams start
0: on Monday. Yep, ours is very, very close to Thanksgiving. It's whacking book But the
1: 1Ls, they schedule it the same every single year. I think at least they have the past like three years. So the 1Ls have their exams Monday, Thursday, Monday. But then the 2Ls and the 3Ls have theirs sprinkled in depending on the schedule that they chose. So mine are Tuesday, Monday, and Thursday. But I have a take home one that I get five, no, four hours to do. So I can do it whenever during the two week period. It opens on Monday. So I can do it whenever. So I have to like fit that one in at some point during the next two weeks.
0: Interesting. Is that the first take-home final you've had? hmm Yeah. I've never had one. Are you like, how do you feel about it?
1: I, the thing is, it's, it's the class that 100% has the most material, like by far the most material and it's open, no open book, open outline. Like I can have my iPad like next to me while I take it. Like it's like open everything. And this professor is just like that. Like he lets everything be open, but I'm a little scared because it's IP and there are so many tests, like so many tests and so it's just like a lot to keep track of and a lot of cases and he's also just like a very the man is a scholar of IP he's a scholar like he looks at the cases in the notes he puts the cases in the notes like into our powerpoints like he cares about the details so it's it's hard because I feel like I I know a lot but I need to know like the teensy tiny like defining things because that's what's gonna make sure I have a good grade. So it's just like a lot of material that I have to learn to make sure I'm not wasting my time like going through my outline
0: aggressively. Yeah. So is it timed still or untimed? It's still. How much time do you have for it? Four hours. Okay. Mm-hmm. See I, I think- used to have eight hours. <clears throat> Yeah, we used to have this like six or eight hour finals, but no longer. Um, I feel like a take home test that wasn't timed would actually really freak me out. Like, I think I would not be able to force myself to stop working on it. I agree. So, yeah,
1: I time constraints, I think personally are actually good for me. And I think it's because, like, I work really well with time blocking. Like, if I know I have to get something done by a certain time that I, even if it's just a time I set for myself, like, I'm going to get it done. Like, I have to because I have to move on to the next thing. So I think it's good that we do have the time limit because if it was, like, a 24-hour exam that we could, like, work on throughout the two weeks, I would just doubt myself way too much and be, like, going back and second guessing and I don't need that because I'm always wrong when I second guess I'm no. always
0: wrong no I feel that you're actually not going to be done until December 15th mm-hmm. damn that's so late yeah
1: it is it's okay though because I don't think I'm going home until like the 23rd so well why are you so not I... going home
0: until the 23rd
1: Um, I have pro bono up until the 22nd and mostly because I just don't really want to like sit in my parents' house doing nothing like I'd kind of just rather like sit in my apartment and do nothing
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's funny yeah I'm not going home until I think the 20th or the 21st it's up in the air but I get the sense that your family might be the same way but When I go home, it's so overwhelming to be, I got used to living in my own apartment and like only being around my partner, maybe a few friends. And then I go back home and it's like, there's 20 people in this house. Mm -hmm. That's
1: how it was over Thanksgiving. And I was like, bro, I just need to go to my room, but I'm sharing my
0: room. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's like, okay. Like my family at this point knows like, Brand needs to go into her room and have her alone time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like, I just need to go down
1: to my little cave and just, like, hang out for a little bit.
0: Do you feel festive yet, or do the, ho- do the holidays not start until finals end?
1: I, uh, I think I have moments where I feel it, but I'm not, like, hardcore feeling it right now. But I'm also sort of in a state where I'm, like, I don't give a fuck. I feel like I've worked so hard this semester that I'm like, I'm going to do what I have to do to take these finals. And then afterwards, I'm going to decompress. And then I'm going to really jump into the holidays and try and do like all of the things. So I feel it in like little spurts, but not hardcore. Also, because it's like, it's like cold here, but it's not super cold and it's not super snowy. So I'm just like, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's still, like, in the 50s here, which is just... Today was, it was kind of warm today, Loki. key. All right. Well, that's what's going on in our, our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about low talk. Low talk.
1: Ooh. Why is it always a shit show? <laughs> I don't know why I say that. It really
0: is. Like, it never stops.
1: Uh, I mean, there are some positive things, I guess, going on. I feel like there's a lot of people talking about, like, how finals is, like, actually making them feel, which I appreciate a lot because I think last year I was just like, why is everybody just, like, in the library all the time but, like, never talking about anything? And now I feel like people really are and, like, actually sharing what they're experiences are like trying to study and like figure things out so yeah. I love that for
0: them I think like um I think especially during finals it can feel boring to make any type of content because it's like I'm at my desk or in the library for 10 hours a day yeah. um, and I'm like no one no one wants to see like 40 different clips of me at the same desk all day so I feel like I avoid making content, but you're right. Like then people just aren't talking about what finals are actually like.
1: I was thinking about that earlier because I've posted a few videos today and I'm like half of them, I'm literally sitting right here because my iPad is here and my books are right here. <laughs> yep.
0: It just feels boring.
1: Yeah, it is. Plus like, I, I don't know. I don't just like record myself like doing stuff that much like a lot of my videos especially like this year have just been like talking videos or like doing other stuff videos and I don't know also I feel like I'm posting a lot right now because I feel like I have more free time because I'm not at school because I don't really want to like film at school
0: yeah I don't
1: like filming at
0: school either um
1: maybe I will like whenever I decide to be like this is when I go to school then maybe after that I'll I won't give a
0: fuck, but right now I'm just like, eh. yeah. I just like, I don't know. It never occurs to me to film while I'm at school. I think is the biggest thing, and also like, you're very rarely alone while in school, and it's like, mm-hmm. no one wants to be in my videos. Like maybe some people do, maybe some people do, and maybe some people don't care. But like, I'm not going to be the person who's going around my law school like. Sophia, how old are you and what was your LSAT score? Why did you take a gap year? How many gap years did you take? What did you do before law school? Not to, <laughs> no shade to those types of videos because I think they can actually be like pretty informative about
1: Yeah, they can be very useful. Cool.
0: But I would never expect people in my school to like participate in my videos. <laughs> I feel like I would have to have a list
1: of people that I know would, like, be willing to be in it before I did it. I could not ask random people those questions. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, power to you if you can, but I
0: definitely cannot. No. You
1: know what is also unfortunate?
0: Law students acting like they're admissions counselors. God damn. It's one of my least, least favorite things about Law Talk. (sighs) We have an entire episode about this. Well, we have an entire episode about law school coaches. And we talk a bit about law students trying to be law school coaches or application coaches. It's just not okay. You're not qualified to be doing that. You definitely should not be charging anyone for it.
1: No. Literally, the most we can do is like grammar check you, structure check you. That's it. Like, we cannot substantive, substantive, oh, my God, why can't I say that word, substantively help you with your materials. Like, we don't know what they want. I've never worked in an admissions office. Like, you write what you write, and, like, that's it.
0: Yeah. I can edit it beyond that. Nothing. <laughs> right. And, like, I even have, like, I have people reaching out to me being like, I'm applying to UNC, like, what should I do? Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, there's an extent to that to which I can give advice about applying to my school because, Mm -hmm. like, I know the resources at my school. And if you tell me, oh, like, this is the area of law I'm interested in, I can be like, okay, well, in your statement about why you want to go to UNC mention all of these resources that we have, right? Like those are things I can genuinely help with, but that's so limited. And I would never charge anyone for that. Just like you're getting scammed.
1: Like you're literally getting scammed.
0: Yeah. Well, anytime anyone asks me anything that is not directly something I can touch on, I like ask the admissions office, ask our admissions office. Also, like, there's no way
1: that any of us could know, like, all of the things about you that are going to be, like, important to your application. Like, yeah. there's just no way. and Also, like, we have no, like, true threshold of, like, what things you have to meet to get in because it's, like, kind of arbitrary. And also, like, the timing of when you apply matters so much. Like, we can't say, oh, I think you have an 80% like." Like, we don't know any of that information.
0: Nope. We don't know anything. Nothing. Nothing. We also like, there's just no way for an admissions coach, especially one who doesn't have direct years and years and years of experience in several different admissions offices. They can't help you with your application to a certain school that like, they just don't know about. They just don't know. Yeah. Like, we
1: we can't tell you what those schools are looking for, and the people who have never worked in admissions offices cannot tell you what the schools are looking for. Like, we just can't.
0: It's, it's impossible. And different schools value different things.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, mm-hmm. if you are a person who applies to, diff- like, a few different schools you'll probably tailor your application to individual schools based on vibes you get from them, what your stats look like compared to their um, average stats, the resources they have to offer you. Like, it's going to be so different for every school. It's just so, it's not something you can get. You can't pay someone to put in that work for you.
1: No. No. I, I always say, like, no free labor, but I mean that in the context of, like, no free labor for institutions. I'll do free labor for fellow law students, but I'm not doing it for the school. So if you need help, I'll help you with what I can. But people should not be charging you for that. So please don't spend your money on that shit.
0: I do way too much free labor. I should <clears throat>
1: I just feel like it's it's way more important that we're like helping each other and act like this is not the trickle down method we're like pouring down okay and we're pouring down for free and it should be for free so if anybody is acting like they're gonna cost you money no no and plus they probably don't know what they're talking about applying to law school is already so fucking expensive like no Mm-mm. Mm-mm. talk to your professor like go to a writing professor at your undergrad or something go to the writing center at your undergrad like the writing center is free like those are other students that like write and did well in writing classes in English classes like talk to them they can help you with the grammar the structure the ideas the organization all that stuff but like people can't tell you what to write about people cannot tell you like talk about a trauma or talk about this specific one cuz they don't know what specific story is going to get you into a specific school like you have to write about what you want to write about that's it and people can help you with the other stuff
0: they also like they don't know you like as a person um because personal statements are, I mean, this is gonna sound ridiculous, but they're very personal. Like they're so personal. Um, and I took advice from someone about what to write my personal statement on. And it was like a, a, an advisor, like a faculty member. Um, and if I were to go back in time, I would write about something completely different. Um, but one of two things. Um, I, this faculty member didn't know this story about why I actually wanted to go to law school. And two, I was very set on not telling any sob stories in my application. Uh, I like, I don't think at any point in my application, I even mentioned um, growing up in poverty, like growing up low income, none of that. Because <laughs> at that point in my life, I was like, I should get in on my own merits. Like, I don't want to tell a sob story. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I don't recommend that now to people. I'm like, if that is your life and that is part of why you want to go to law school, that's the most compelling story you can tell. That's the most honest to yourself story you can tell. And they want to know who you are as a person. And yeah. you don't get any pats on the back for bring, for like, being the strongest underrepresented person. Yeah. Right.
1: I I wrote mine about switching from medical school to law school. That's what I wrote mine about. And like why.
0: I took um I took a very like lighthearted approach to mine and I told a story. Um when I was in the ninth grade, one of my friends was we were fourteen, and she started dating a nineteen year old. And I basically told the, yes, I basically told the story of like me finding out and like going home. and at fourteen years old did I did like a ton of research about, like, statutory rape in Delaware and, like, printed that shit out and was, like, highlighting shit and circling it, and then I left it on her locker the next morning. I'm not going to jail. I was like, you are a victim. (laughs) Here he is, officer. And then um, that the girl was actually roommates with me my sophomore year of undergrad we're like still friends oh my uh, and my sophomore year of uh undergrad is when i took my first criminal law class and i like came back and I was like i think i want to go to law school and she was like no shit, really <laughs> <laughs> she's like mm, interesting <laughs> <laughs> who would have who thought um <laughs> so like i took that and i told that story in my personal statement but i would have told the real story about why I wanted to go to law school if I uh, uh, was more well-adjusted at that time in my life but I wasn't
1: you know everybody makes mistakes everybody has those days there I feel like the older you get the more you realize like you could have taken different paths made different decisions but it's in the past
0: It's it's in the past and that just goes to show you like not everything in your application has to be absolutely perfect because mm-hmm. I am still in law school. I'm still at the law school I wanted to go to.
1: Well, guys, now that we're stressed, um, that's all. For this week's <laughs> Make sure to follow us on Instagram at the in Loss pod. We post these wacky weird this one's going to be a wacky, weird episode. We post these episodes every Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So make sure to follow and read the podcast through whichever streaming service you're listening on. Talk to you next week. Yeah. Bye.